thing and it actually can be the difference sometimes between life and death. My sister-in-law works in universities and I was speaking to her over the weekend. And uh, she said over the, over the Christmas break and, and she said, you know what, I am finding that in our universities, tragically, there are people, particularly young ladies, that I've come across that are actually taking their lives. I said, why is that? She said, it's not because they can't pay the fees. It's not because they don't get the work. It's because their friends or so-called friends don't let them into their spheres of influence. And they feel so disconnected from the whole Tragically, they don't feel as though they belong anywhere and so they're taking their lives. You see, I sometimes hear people say, I don't feel like I belong around here. Maybe you're an employer, maybe you work in a business, maybe you're in a school. And you hear people say the same thing, I don't feel like I belong around here. In fact, there's many people that have been lost from schools and jobs and different community groups because they've been circling around the outside but they've never actually connected into the centre. They don't belong. In fact, I believe that to belong is the desire of every human heart. And it's not just because it's a quirk of evolutionary genetic material. It's actually, or for survival, it's because there's a God in a bigger picture of things that has wired us for relationship. To belong is the desire of every single human heart. And so over the last month, we've been unpacking ways in which people can actually go through a process of belonging. In fact, towards belonging can happen in these five things in any of one of these five different ways in, not, in any particular order. Firstly, though, this, this needs to be the starting. Is someone needs to be willing. I actually want to move from the perimeter to the centre somewhere. And then just some fascinating practical things about the way in which belonging works. Turning up. You might think that that's a surprise, but do you know that if you turn up, your presence is really important at a particular place, wherever it is, a workspace, a school environment, your neighbourhood, just turning up and being present and then turning up again and then turning up again and then turning up again is part of the process of leaning and leading towards belonging. And then, of course, at different stages, if you want to move from periphery to the centre, you need to open up. People need to share something about who they are And in turn, someone else shares something back about who they are. There's that vulnerable place where people start to share a little bit more intentionally about their lives. And then, of course, for some people, and we unpack this today, it's the offering up until they've actually offered something and and being part of and contributing towards, they don't feel like they belong. And then after a long period of time sometimes, because it takes time to belong. People will go, well, am I still on the outside? I'm doing these things and... If they're doing these things and there's enough time, they'll sit back and they'll say, you know what, I don't think I belong here because people have their backs turned towards me and they're not allowing me to. But then for other people, they'll go, you know what, after a certain period of time, and it's usually in retrospect, they go, ah, I feel like I belong. In fact, we've been asking these questions of ourselves, really. Are you standing at arm's length? And then this could be in in your workspace, in the school space, in... In your community life here, are you standing at arm's length? In other words, is part of the belonging got to do with you? I actually don't want to. And if you're here this morning and you're hearing these things about belonging and go, man, that's awfully rushed, you know, i just here for the first time and I'm happy to just circle on the periphery, I'm just checking you guys out, that's fine. You can stay there as long as you like. But if you want to move into the centre, in any place, this is the dynamics, answer this question. 
Are you standing at arm's length? And the second one was, are you welcoming? Are you the kind of person who's got their back turned or have your arms open wide? Are you actually facilitate and make it easy for other people? And then we looked at this the last time we met, is are you safe? That is, if people share things with you, do they find it's been spread all around everywhere else? Or is it actually being kept? There's some truthfulness and there's some trustworthiness. Are you safe as a person? Do you have basic social skills that doesn't get too close too soon? <laughs> that can actually manage those things because they're important questions all the way towards belonging. You see, I believe that to belong is a desire of every single human heart. If I could put it another way, I'd put it like this. There's three things that people need to, to belong. The first one is they need a personal connection. A personal connection. That's just about relationships. That's what really this material is about. How do you actually build relationships and make them healthy with other people? A personal connection. Some of you here this morning are like those pilot boats that, that, that move big shipping tankers from outside Port Phillip Bay in through the heads into the bay. You are really good at connecting other people and acting like a pilot boat. Someone you, whether it be in your workspace or your school space or your community space, you actually can connect with someone else and actually draw them in. And often what it takes for some people to feel like they belong is one connection, one friendship, one contact. Personal connection. The second thing if I could say it in another way this morning, is that people need to be able to make a personal contribution. Do you know that there are some people, and you might be one of them, that unless you feel like you're putting in to something else and you're using your gifts, your skills, your abilities to contribute to something bigger than yourself, you will never feel like you belong. You want to feel like I can actually use some of the skills and the capacities and the gifts, the way I'm wired, to actually contribute to something. If you can't do that, You'll actually feel like you don't belong. In fact, that's the tripping point for you. I wonder if you're here this morning and you've ever felt like you've just been making up the numbers. Anyone just making up the numbers? I remember it was in year nine and uh, my school was doing South Pacific as a musical and the word got out that they needed extra people in the cast. And I thought, you know what? I haven't stretched myself for a little while, particularly in that arena of theatre. So I thought, I will, I will give this a crack. I mean, they had all the main leads were filled and all the other parts were kind of taken. And, but word got out they needed more members in the cast. And so I applied. I, I don't even know if I went through an audition. But I got a part. In retrospect, I called it the tree part. <laughs> because all I had to do was I was one of the, the natives in, in the, the cast, right? Which means all I needed to do effectively was just stand there and look dark. <laughs> and so they painted me up. I didn't know that was going to happen. And I wore this sort of minimalist kind of outfit. And uh, I'm a visual person, so don't go there. Um, and, and, and I remember the only thing I really had to do was walk out onto the, the stage at a certain given time. I kind of gave you the nod. And I walked out and I put down something on a table and I picked something else off it and I walked off the stage. That was effectively my whole part in this, this cast. The rest of the time I spent shivering in, in the wings. Man, I think it was months of rehearsals for that thing. If there was ever a time in my life that I felt like I was making up the numbers, that was probably it. 
I wonder if you're here this morning and in your workspace, in your home life, in whatever it is, sometimes you feel like you're making up the numbers. You see, I think there's part of us that actually is wired to say, I actually want to know that the effort that I've put in is having an effect outwardly. I bump into 40-year-old men. This is just, when I bump into 40-year-old men or 35 plus, I'll sometimes ask them the question, say, how's work going? And that will be met with mixed responses. Some people will kind of roll their eyes and go, oh, work. But what do you mean, oh, work? Well, you know. I said, no, I don't know what. I said, well, I've been working for the last two, three years. We've been working on this particular project and new management comes in. And what does the new management do? They say, we're actually changing direction. So everything I've done for the last two or three years now is just for nothing. I've been lining someone else's pockets with money and all of the effort that I've been put in is for nothing. I just feel like I'm making up the numbers. Wow. You see, I think there's part of us that's wired to say, you know what? Not only do you want to build relationships and belonging, but to do that, I want to feel like the effort that I put in is contributing to something that is bigger than myself. You know, the early church, the followers of Jesus, when they discovered that there was a man who called himself the Son of God, and that if you placed your trust in him, you would be welcomed into his family, into his new community, they discovered that the lines of delineation for getting into and knowing God was not on the basis of the colour of your skin or the bloodline that you were born into, but on simple faith in Jesus. When they discovered that and turned to him and placed their trust in him, it's been God's son who rose from the dead, something happened in them and they came alive. These were initial ones were Jewish people. The Jewish people, uh, they'd come from all different parts of the world and they were strangers to one another. But within a short space of time, having placed their trust in Jesus, something had, had transformed their hearts and they called one another's brothers and sisters. They believed that they were part of God's family. In fact, they saw one another as kind of like the body, the living representation of who Jesus was on earth. And they found that they had a part to play in it. And this is where we pick up part of the Bible in the book of Ephesians, there's a a writer by the name of Paul and he writes these things, that finding their fit. He says, now these are the gifts Jesus Christ gave to the church. That is his body. It's a metaphor. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers. Whoa, 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 wait a second. What what are all these words here? Well, well, if you're into business circles and, and you understand entrepreneur, it's kind of like an apostle. It first delineated the, the first 12 that Jesus chose as leaders that had seen his life and seen him come back to life. But this, this word here means sent ones. They're the ones who break new ground. They're the ones who start new things. They're the, kind of like the entrepreneurs. And then, of course, there's the prophets. What are they? Not just people who hear from God about things that might happen in the future, but they kind of give direction right here and now to the way things are and the way God wants them to be. And then the evangelists. These are the people who carry rope and really big Bibles around with them. They're the ones who tie people up and hit them over the head with Bibles as hard as they can. And then they drag them to places that they don't want to go. I'm just kidding. (laughs) These are the people who are so caught up with knowing, discovering there's a God who loves and lives and his son's real and he came alive that they just kind of share it with people naturally. And then there's the people who are kind of like pastorally wired. These are kind of like the shepherds. 
These are switched on dads for their teenage daughters who go, you know, I have my protective radar up really high. Yeah, but that's just sort of shepherded across the whole life of it where there's people who go, you know what, that person looks like they're out on the margins. Well, that person's hurting right now. I wonder what I can do to help them actually feel like part of the whole and care for them in a, in a healthy whole way. And then there was the teachers, the ones who kind of point people to understanding who God is and what his life is like and who Jesus is and how they can discover more. And it was all about finding their fit. In fact, he goes on in another place, he writes a letter, the same guy, Paul, writes to a group of followers of Jesus in Rome and he he writes it in another way. He says this, in his grace, that is in God's goodness, in his kindness, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others. Be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift to showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Some of you here this morning have gone through assessments in your workspaces to try and figure out where people fit. In fact, some of you here this morning probably spend lots of money on trying to make people fit in the right places and a lot of your time is occupied with saying, how do we get our workspace humming so that team works? Because I kind of feel that if I put the right people in the right places, the whole thing will work so much better. Once knew a, I know a coach who is a swimming coach. And one of his swimmers was Matt Welsh. Some of you might have heard of him probably two Olympics ago. He was a backstroker. He's won gold medals and silver medals. And he said there was a time there where Matt was swimming freestyle. He said, we watched him, trained him. But then one day he said, I decided that, you know, he's okay at freestyle. But if we just turn him over, now he might make it to the next level. And that is history. We could just turn him over. He's trying to find his right fit. I wonder if you're here this morning, you're wondering, where do you fit? What is it, your unique unique wiring and your gifts and your skills and your capacities? Because for some people, they won't feel like they belong until they feel like they can contribute to the whole. That there's some bigger meaning and some bigger purpose in what they're doing. And that it kind of makes sense. A personal connection, a personal contribution. You see, for some people, the whole idea of being able to be connected with other people comes from the heart of wanting to serve and wanting to contribute and wanting to find their place. In another space, it goes on and it says this. You don't just do it for yourself to line other people's pocket with money. You don't just do these things for the sake of it being erased two or three years later and starting a new project. There's a purpose behind all of these things and this is the way in which God thinks. He says their responsibility, the people who use their skills, their capacities, their gifting, is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Jesus. This will continue to come to such unity in faith and knowledge of God so that we will be mature in, in who he is in relationship to him as Lord and King, measuring up to the full and complete standard of who Jesus is. You see, the purpose of all of those things, it says here, is to build people up 
so that you will equip people so that they will actually thrive and become more like Jesus. Now, if you're here this morning and you've just been checking out God or maybe even wondering, does this even exist? What I usually find with people is that they go, you know what, Jesus is okay. It's just the people who follow him him are the problem. Isn't this true? In fact, if you've been listening to the radio over the past two, three, four years in particular, it's all kinds of institutions and churches that have been pulled up and caught out for doing terrible things in the name of God. Terrible things in taking advantage of people. And what I find is that usually people go, you know what, Jesus isn't the problem, it's people who say they follow him. They might have found their right fit, but I tell you what, they're not, they're not building up. They've been tearing down. And that's a tragedy. That's almost the opposite of what it should be. When I was a phys ed teacher teaching down the countryside, I was doing a unit on hockey. Now, if there's any hockey players here this morning, you will know that you carry a weapon of mass destruction in your hand. It's just getting that idea into the rest of the year eight kids that was a problem. And so what I did is I spent weeks just developing them in skills, basic skills, closed skills, really controlled skills. We're going to dribble the ball head down from here to here, here to here, here to here. Mr. Rana, can we please play a game? Mr. Rana, can we play a game? When can we play a game, Mr. Rana? Mr. Rana, we want to play a game. I said, we're not going to play a game until you realise you have a weapon of mass destruction in your hand. And you get your head and your hands working together. And so we would get them to drill and to skill and to pass the ball and all these things until the day. Until the day we decided, now is the day. Now is the day we are going to let you loose and play a game. Because you have learnt that you have a weapon of mass destruction in your hand. And, and, and it's about working together as team. Because when everyone finds their fit in their right places, team works. And so the, the, faithful, the, the, the day came when, when I lined everyone up in their right positions, in their right places. And I said, okay, the next 10 minutes, we're going to play a game. And I blew my whistle. And then there was carnage. (laughs) There were kids falling left, right and centre. There were hockey balls being whirled around face height. There were sticks being swung. One kid down with leg. Another kid down with almost face, teeth gone. All these, no, the teeth didn't go. Just want you to know. But there was absolute everything that I had learnt for the, the last six weeks completely evaporated with their weapons of mass destruction. And I thought, here it is, this this game that was supposed to actually build one another up is actually doing the exact opposite. It's tearing other people down. So I want to ask you the question this morning, because you can make a personal connection, you can make a personal contribution, and then the third thing I'm leading to is you can carry a personal conviction that what I'm doing is actually contributing towards something bigger than myself. And when it comes to the gifts and the wiring within the church, it's actually supposed to be the kind of place where people actually grow up to discover more about who God is, who his son Jesus is, and they're shaped positively. It goes like this. Instead, we will speak truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Jesus Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You see, the way in which it's supposed to work as I sit back 
is that it's supposed to be that someone who's the entrepreneur, the apostle kind of person says, I'd love other people to discover more about this. This people who've never actually heard about the, the, the benefit of community and the life of God and, and the forgiveness and the, and the, the transforming that happens. Oh, I want other people to know about that. And then there's the, the person who hears from God and they go, you know what, I really sense we should be doing this, more of this and less of that. Then there's the person who goes, you know what, I, I actually think that we need to care for people out there and I'm seeing that person hurting and that person hurting. We've got to somehow shepherd them and gather them together. And then, of course, there's the person who carries around that rope and that big Bible and they, they just speak gently about who, in natural conversations, about who Jesus is and what he's done in their lives. And then there's people who go, let me instruct you and tell you what I think, how God wants you and us to not only experience life, but life to its full. I want to teach and show those things. You see, that kind of picture of each person moving and working together like that is supposed to produce a hum. Have you ever had the hum in the workspace? Everyone's just moving. Have you ever had the hum at home? Everyone knows their place. All the dishes are being done. All the clothes have been picked up off the ground. And everyone's going, yes, yes, yes. Give me more jobs to do, please. You know the hum? You know the hum in the car when you're trying to get from place A to B? The hum? That's how it's supposed to work like in a church community, Jesus' body. In fact, it's supposed to be kind of like a light. That other people, when they see it and they hear the hum, they go, what on earth is going on there? So let me ask you this morning, because this is the question for today. Are you someone who lives your life like this towards other people? Or are you someone who lives your life like this towards other people? Someone once put it to me like this. They said, you know, there are some leaders out there who will lead like this. And there are some leaders out there who will lead like this. There are some bosses out there who will lead like this. There are some bosses out there who will lead like this. There are some people out there who will lead and live their lives like this. And there are some people who will lead their lives like this. What am I trying to say? There are some people who will go, you know what? I play a powerful role in someone else's life. I can build them or I can tear them down. Well, holding little Sophie just a few minutes ago. I meant that when, when we're looking into Sophie's eyes, she's looking into ours. And she's wondering, how do you see me? You see, because we discover who we are through other people's eyes. Did you know that? See, if you grew up and the eyes that were looking at you were of an angry father, no wonder you'll find it difficult to believe that there is a loving God who would actually live and love and die and rise for you. If you grew up experiencing friendships that weren't really friendships, that people always judged you and said you didn't make it and you didn't cut it and you weren't the right sort of skin or you weren't the right kind of face or you didn't have the right skills and they kept on pouring that into you, no wonder it would be difficult for people to go, you know what? Is there really someone out there who believes that I'm of worth? You see, we're all staring into someone else's eyes. Early followers of Jesus, as they looked into his eyes, they discovered there was a God of love and of life and of truth and of welcome and an offer of forgiveness that would forego judgment if you turned and placed your simple confidence in him. That's what they discovered. 
we don't know how powerful we are. You know, we could live our lives going around and doing this. Or we could live our lives going around doing this. You know, the picture of that early group of followers of Jesus. I, I wonder when you got talking to them if they wouldn't go, you know what? I see this in you. I see this in you. You know what? When you do that, you do that so well. When, when you do that, you do that extraordinarily. I'm, I wonder if that's the way God has wired you. That's where you fit. That's the hum. Validation. 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 Could you imagine being part of a community like that? Who took seriously their own power, if you like. Because we have the opportunity to make or break people day, every day where we go. Through the things we say, the things we do. We can either operate like this or we could operate like this. Wow. So how do you operate? Is it to lift or to build up? Or is it to pull down? See, because one of the things that happens with belonging along the way is you could have a personal connection, you could make a personal contribution, and you can even have a conviction, a personal conviction that what I'm doing is contributing to something that God is doing in me and he's, if you like, making me or us a hum, a light, so other people might discover the love and the life of God. But if you don't have the attitude that goes with it, it means nothing. It just tears people down. So if you don't have a good measure and dose of affirming and building up, it tears apart. You know this. And it can happen all so easily. So let me ask you this morning. Let me leave you with this. If you're skirting around the peripheries and you're wondering, how do I make it into the centre? Personal connection, personal contribution, personal conviction but with an attitude that says, I want to build up. Imagine if you were let loose and unwound every day to build into other people's lives, to speak truthfully in love. Wow. That can be powerful because there's always someone that we're looking into their eyes and they're looking back. Band are going to play a song in a moment. And as they do, I want to direct your attention to this. Next steps. I wonder if you're here this morning and you've been part of the life of a new community and you're going, you know what, I think I might be wired a little bit leader-like. In fact, there's two of those fitting kind of gifts that we want to focus on this term in the life of new community. We want to try and identify them, train them, equip them, and then release them so they can do part of that building. So if you're here this morning and you have a hunch you might be a leader-like person, then would you write that down on one of the cards because we want to actually move you to the next level. There's a book with all the answers. Once a month, you're going to huddle, you're going to do some homework, and you're going to lift the leadership because we want leaders leading around here. That makes sense. Secondly, if you're here this morning and... Uh, you have a hunch that you actually care when other people are hurting, then you might be wired with one of these pastoral shepherding kind of gifts. What I'd love you to do is actually write that down on a card. Pastoral care, leader, and your name and details. We want to identify these and do some training during our Sundays in our streams over the coming weeks ahead. 
that's you this morning, would you? Even if you just wonder, you can write that down. There's a man who's blowing bubbles here. If you're here this morning and you're wondering, where does Jesus fit into the whole picture? Who is he? What's God on about? We run a journeys course. I'm going to start one in about three weeks. And if you would like to join in and do kind of like a bubble blowing, no, discover who Jesus is, then would you write your name down? love to just invite you in. You, you can just check it out once. If it's not for you, you can. But then for everyone, for this last one. When's the last time you went, I want to do this today? When is the last time you looked into a young person's eyes and you went, I see this in you? That's, that's what Scott's story was. Three months. Someone giving up their job. Three months to stare into someone else's eyes and say, I believe in you. I see something in you and I'm going to hang with you. Wow. You don't have to do three months. Some of you are so wired to encourage others. It comes naturally. Others just need a little bit of prompt. Maybe as you hear this song and maybe as you join in, you might even utter a silent prayer. God, who would you have me build up this week? And how can I do it?